here with my co-host and producer Tammy. Uh, together, we host the Homicide Canada podcast. Uh, we basically cover all homicide in Canada. This is the May episode uh, of 2022, where we're going to cover all the homicides that occurred in Canada. Well, go through most of them in that, cover the stats in that for the homicides that occurred in 2022. Uh, besides this, uh, this podcast, we also have a similarly named uh, website, homicidecanada.com. Yeah, and basically on that site, we try to like track all the homicides that occur on Canada and in Canada, and have a page for each one of them and that, and also track them. Um, and track some other stuff too. Uh, yeah, we're also on social media, so like on, we're on Twitter, homicide, homicide underscore Canada. Um, our DMs are always open. Uh, yeah, if you want to go there, usually we try to like put up a post for each homicide or like a link there to our website on Twitter. Uh, we also put out some stats on Twitter, and we're also on Facebook and Instagram, so if you want to go there and just search Homicide Canada, we should come up. Okay, uh, I think we'll start out with some stats uh, for the episode and that. So we have, I guess, this is from, I think, like a couple days ago. Um, I think we're recording this on June 16th. Uh, Year-to-date Canada homicides, that's uh, 311. Um I guess uh, male, 230, female, 70, so kind of a typical ratio that we see in Canada. Uh, th that projects out to a 2022 total of 688, and that compares to the number we counted for last year, 690. Uh, so that's pretty similar. I would say that usually like this time of year and that, um, and even by the end of the year, um, the, this this projection of 688 is probably, like, it's an undercount because there's going to be some we're going to miss, and there's going to be some homicides from, 2022 that they don't even declare homicides until we don't even learn about it until into the next year and that uh that projects out to a homicide rate per hundred thousand of 1.8 uh yeah which is pretty standard that we've seen the last couple of years in canada so a little different than the u.s the last few years where the rate has gone up a lot uh okay we actually have the provincial numbers too we haven't covered this in a, in a few episodes i don't think and they're a little they're kind of interesting so Last year, uh, Saskatchewan had the, the highest murder rate in Canada, which it's usually not the province that wins. Uh, and that has changed uh, this year so far. Uh, basically, the province with the most homicides per 100,000 right now is Manitoba with 7.0. And Saskatchewan is far behind at 4.63. So um, I think like we're almost halfway through the year. I don't think there's probably any way that Saskatchewan and can catch up to Manitoba this, at this time. Uh, third is Alberta with 2.72, and British Columbia is very similar at 2.71. Then fifth is Nova Scotia with 2.03. Uh, another drop down to Ontario with 1.38. Hmm. Uh, Newfoundland with 0.86. Uh, New Brunswick with 0.85. Quebec with 0.62. And PEI has no homicides yet this year. So, okay. And I think I also have some st city statistics. So, yeah, we also, like, tracks the cities. So I have some of the bigger cities here, and I'll run through it. Uh, I guess, unsurprisingly, since uh, Manitoba was so high, um, Winnipeg of the major cities is also, for the murder rate per 100,000, is also quite high with 7.0. Uh, in fact, it's more than double than our second place here, which is Edmonton with 3.24. Uh, which is followed by Halifax at 2.98, um, Regina at 2.9, uh, Toronto with 2.27, uh, Calgary with 2.01, Brampton 
Vancouver, 1.98. Uh, Mississauga with 1.52. Montreal, 1.36. Ottawa, 1.07. And on the big city list that we cover, uh, Hamilton is surprisingly last at 0.38, which is weird because last year they had 19 homicides and they've only had one homicide so far this year. Okay. Uh, let's see where else we are here. Okay. Uh, we also, yeah, if you want to email us, uh, email us at info and homicidecanada.com. So yeah, if we've missed a murder. Yeah. Just hit us up and go like, Hey, you missed this murder. We do that sometimes, especially some smaller places than that more rural places. Occasionally, you know, it, sometimes it takes us a few days to get to it, but you never know. Uh, it doesn't hurt to ask to, to let us know. Um, yeah. And we also, if you want to go to the website, it's good because you can go and check out, we have a website, like a, basically a page for each province and territory. So you can go and see the list of victims and how many homicides there's been in your province. And we also have for some of the bigger cities and that and municipalities, we have like some municipal pages in that. So you can go and if you want to know, like I'm from Toronto, how many homicides has there been so far this year? Uh, you can go there and you can see like a list of the victims and how many there are in that. Okay. So that's like uh, the initial rundown of some stats. Have you ever been to Winnipeg? Uh, I've driven through it once as a kid, so uh, I've never been there. So Yeah. I wonder if it, if it seems rough because yeah, it's, they do have a lot of homicides. They have, yeah, like this year seems pretty bad in that, whereas like other places, like I know Edmonton's a bit of a tough town, but like it's, the murder rate's like half of, of, of that, so. Huh, maybe one day I'll yeah. check out Winnipeg. Okay, so the May homicide stats. May 2022 saw a total of 63 homicides compared to 67 last year. So that's a decrease of just over 5%. There were 12 female victims and 51 male victims. That's pretty pretty usual, I guess. Pretty standard, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm surprised that, well, I don't know. I guess so, yeah. So there was actually less homicides this year than last year then. Yeah. Okay. Well, so far, we're doing this a little bit earlier than we yeah. normally okay. do. Yeah, so. okay. So, so, yeah, maybe that a few could maybe, like, percolate out in that. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. So, yeah, I, I, it's, yeah, because, like, we're kind of, like, I would say now we're kind of out of COVID, whereas last year we were still having COVID issues in that, but... Um, yeah. I don't know. I guess, I don't know if it was super, super hot across Canada this, this May and that, because it seems like the hotter, the hotter the weather, the more homicides there are. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was cool this year yeah. compared to last year. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens in June. So stay tuned for that. Uh, okay, I'm going to go through the youngest and oldest victims of the month. Um, the oldest was 77-year-old uh, Arnold DeJong in Abbotsford. Uh, we're going to talk about that one a bit later. Uh, and then the youngest was a newborn in Winnipeg. Uh, Winnipeg Police Service was, was alerted to the report of a newborn infant placed in a garbage bin in the 400 block of Boyd Avenue on May 3rd. Um, on arrival, police located a deceased infant girl within a garbage bin in the back lane. Uh, police investigators believe that baby, I guess the name was Moore? Yeah, that's the mother's last name. They didn't give Okay. Like, All I guess right. it was just that's a That's just the surname. Okay. Baby was alive when she was placed in the garbage bin. Um, police identified Janine Rosa Moore, 31, as giving birth to the baby, and she was transported to hospital and subsequently admitted for medical precautions. Um, on June 7th, police arrested the accused without incident at the Women's Correctional Institute in Headingley, where she was being held. Uh, Moore has been charged with manslaughter and concealment of a body of a child. Uh, yeah, so that's a pretty sad case. And uh, Yeah. No, unusual that she wasn't like a teenager or anything, so I'm not sure exactly what the story is. Okay, uh, yeah, now we'll go through the 
how many murders there were in each province and territory in May of 2022. Uh, Ontario, the most populous province, led with 16. Uh, BC was next with 12. Uh, Manitoba then had 11. Uh, Alberta and Saskatchewan both had eight. Quebec had seven. Uh, Nova Scotia had one. And that meant that actually New Brunswick, Newfoundland, uh, the Northwest Territories, Nunavut, PEI, and uh, the Yukon Territory had no homicides in May of 2022. And cities with more than one homicide, Winnipeg had eight. That's a lot for it is Winnipeg. A lot. Uh, Toronto had four. Abbotsford had three. Uh, Thunder Bay had three. Vancouver had three. Prince Albert had three. Edmonton had three. Island Lake had two, Laval had two, Montreal had two, Newell County had two, Sudbury had two, Surrey had two, and Brampton had two. Huh. So, like, there was a lot of uh, places that had more than one murder in the, that month. Yeah, though the Abbotsford one was a double, like, two of the three okay. were double homicide, and uh, Newell County was a double homicide, so there were few of those too we'll talk about them in a little bit and murders by type 32 are unknown or unreported so we may figure out what they are we may not there were 13 shootings seven stabbings five others and six beatings okay yeah that's like yeah a fair amount this month of just unknown but uh, that's just kind of I guess random in that in terms of like yeah sometimes things just don't get reported in that so yeah and I feel like that's more beating deaths than usual too for yeah i suppose that's true for the ones we do know and that yeah. so okay uh now we're going to go on the section where we're going to go over some of the more noteworthy uh may murders uh okay so uh edmonton police homicide section investigated two suspicious deaths downtown um edmonton police responded to the report of an aggravated assault in the area of 106 avenue and 98th street on may 18th at approximately 4 p.m um, on arrival, police and paramedics located a Hung Trang, 64, uh, injured outside of Albert's auto body where he worked. Uh, he was rushed to hospital where he died of his injuries on May 19th. Uh, witnesses identified the 36-year-old male suspect, Justin Bone, and he was taken into custody. Uh, the investigation led police to a second scene at 105 Avenue and 98th Street where they located 61-year-old Ben Phuc Phuong, uh, who was um, pronounced deceased of the scene. An autopsy completed on May 20th but the, by the Edmonton Medical Examiner's Office determined that Ben Phuc Huang, 61, died of blunt force injuries to the head and neck. Um, as a result of the investigation, uh, Bone was charged with secondary murder and robbery in relationship to Huang's death. Uh, police said he, Bone is also charged with a second count of secondary murder in relation to the death of Trang. Uh, Bone was not known to either of the victims. Um, according to the CBC RB, RCMP officers with the Parkland Detachment dropped off Bone, Justin Bone in West Edmonton on May 15th. Even though bail conditions prohibited him from being in Edmonton un unsupervised, um, court documents show Bone, a repeat offender, was released from the Edmonton Remand Center on April 26, 22 days before the murders. Uh, bail conditions prohibited Bone from being in Edmonton except for attendance at court meetings with his lawyer, medical appointments, or when the company of the family friend from Alberta Beach, unless uh, approved in advance by his bail supervisor. So, yeah, that's pretty sad. I, I don't know. You kind of wonder, is, is this some sort of, was he targeting Asians here? Yeah, or, I don't know. And also the fact that, yeah, he wasn't even supposed to be in Edmonton in that and had been released in that. And the that. police brought him there? Yeah. That so seems a little 
messed up. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of a, a sort of a sad, sad. Yeah, and they end up killing two two different people. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Okay. A woman and her eight-month-old child were located deceased at their home in Newell County. Brooks RCMP and Major Crimes Unit are investigating the suspicious death of a 29-year-old woman and her eight-month-old baby. Police said the victims were located by the husband of the 29-year-old woman on May 7th at approximately 8 p.m. Major crime investigators were contacted to assist with the investigation and searched the area where they located a deceased male a short distance away. The deceased man has tentatively been identified as a sibling of the deceased female and appears to have died from self-inflicted injuries. There hasn't been any updates, so we don't know what's going on with that, but... So, yeah, double murder then, okay. Yeah, and by a sibling or... I'm, I don't know. Wow, okay, yeah. So it's, I guess, kind of a domestic, but uh, not the usual yeah. husband in that, so... Okay, uh, the next one, another double homicide. Uh, Abbotsford Police and the IHIT uh, homicide team uh, investigated the homicides of 77-year-old uh, Arnold DeJong and 76-year-old Joanne DeJong. Um, the Abbotsford Police Department responded to the report of two deceased adults with a home at the 33600 block of Arcadian Way on May 9th at 10.26 a.m. Uh, on arrival, police located the victims and confirmed the deaths as being suspicious. Um, early indications suggest this is not connected to the lower mainland gang conflict. Uh, the victims have been identified as a married couple, 77-year-old Arnold DeJong and 76-year-old Joanne DeJong. Uh, the IHIT is working to determine whether the murders were targeted. Uh, the Abbotsford Police Major Crime Unit has transitioned this investigation to the Integrated Homicide Investigation Team. Uh, investigators are asking anyone with information about this incident, dash, dash cam footage or CCTV from the area within the previous 24 hours to please call the IHIT info line at one 877 So yeah, it's like two elderly people um, yeah. uh, killed, I guess, at their homes and that, and yeah, no information on that. So I don't know, you wonder if it's like maybe a break-in gone wrong or... Yeah, I don't know. I tried to like Google map the area yeah. and it seems like a pretty, like they didn't really have... They had neighbors, but they it's not like a city kind okay, of neighbor. Yeah. Like, they're there, but they're yeah. kind of remote. Calgary police issue a warrant for the arrest of Talal Amer in relation to the death of Angela McKenzie. Calgary police responded to multiple reports of two vehicles that were driving erratically along 36th Street Southeast and involved in a shooting before colliding with two additional uninvolved vehicles in the intersection of 36th Street and 17th Avenue Southeast. Uh, one of the occupants in the uninvolved vehicle was Angela McKenzie, 40 years old, who died of her injuries. Talamir, 29, is wanted on seven Canada-wide warrants in relation to this incident including attempted murder, manslaughter, reckless discharge of a firearm, possession of a prohibited firearm with alliterated serial number, unauthorized possession of a prohibited firearm, possession of a prohibited firearm, and possession of a prohibited device. Amher is described as approximately 5'11", 230 pounds, with brown eyes and brown hair. We have a photo of him on our website if you want to take a look. After identifying the individuals involved and examining all evidence, Calgary Police believes the shooting was targeted and that the driver of the Volkswagen Jetta was the intended target. Police said Amer is the 
was the sole occupant of the Chevy Silverado, which was confirmed to be stolen. It's alleged that Amir was the aggressor in this incident by pursuing the Jetta and discharging a firearm before ultimately colliding with Miss McKenzie's vehicle. So, yeah, so she didn't get shot. It was like she was, her no. car was hit by the Silverado and then she yeah. ended up dying in, 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 the, in, the, in the car accident then. Yeah, crazy. Like she was in a minivan and I don't know. I thought those were supposed to be safe. Yeah, you would, you would think so in that. So I don't know. I guess who knows? Like he was probably driving pretty crazily in the Silverado yeah. and that. So I'm uh, sure it was like a very yeah. chaotic event. Like Yeah, like pretty wild in that. So, mm -hmm. um, I forget. Is he known? Like, what was he like known for? Any other crimes than that? I guess known to police. Or? Um, they didn't say, but they did say that they think because he ditched the car, and police were saying that they believe that somebody may have unknowingly given him a ride. Oh wow! Okay. So whether that be an Uber or a taxi or what, <laughs> I don't know, but that's what they were looking into most recently. Oh wow! Okay. All right, on to the next uh, interesting case. Uh, Waterloo Regional Police, uh, they continue to investigate the suspicious death of an eight-year-old child. Uh, emergency services were called to a residence in the area of Townline Road and River Road in Cambridge, Ontario on May 14th at approximately 10 a.m. Uh, police arrived to find an eight-year-old male deceased at the scene. The cause of death and the victim's identity has not been released. Uh, investigators are waiting on a toxicology report. Uh, police were searching for Curtis Hesselink, 41, of Cambridge, and said Hesselink is known to the child and there are concerns for his well-being and safety. Uh, and then on May 20th, Halton Regional Police located a deceased male in a bush area on a rural property in R Milton. Uh, police said the deceased male was uh, Curtis Hesselink. Uh, his death is not being investigated as criminal. Uh, and investigators have confirmed that Hesselink is the father of the child, and anyone with information is encouraged to contact the Waterloo Regional Police Service at 519-570-9777. So, yeah, another uh, domestic of a child. Yeah, the that one's... father is kind of unfortunate. Yeah, I wonder, like, if I guess they're thinking that the kid was poisoned somehow? Like, Really? If that's what they're waiting for. Oh, okay. So it's on? the toxicology report. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll try to see what other information gets released on that. So. Ariel Kaplan was found deceased in a hockey bag floating in an Uxbridge pond. Durham Region Police were called to the area of Uxbridge Concession Road 6 and Albright Road after a homeowner located a hockey bag floating in a pond and contacted police on May 10th. The remains were sent to the Ontario Forensic Pathology Service, who confirmed the identity to be Ariel Kaplan, 32, of Toronto. Homicide Unit is working jointly with Toronto Police Services and are appealing for any witnesses to come forward. Investigators are looking to speak with anyone who spoke with or saw Kaplan prior to his disappearance in August 2021. So this was, like, he's been missing so for a while. So he's disappeared for a while, then? Yeah. Okay. A tip line has been set up for anyone to call with information, and the investigation... The investigative team will follow up with callers. Anyone with information is asked to call 1-888-579-1520, extension 5444. Yeah, it makes you wonder maybe if the, the uh, hockey bag was originally way down in the pond or... Or, yeah. Or like, unless they decided to move him later or I don't know. Yeah, it's weird because you think it like if that was a homeowner, you would notice a bag in your pond, but maybe like... Yeah. Now it's the spring and yeah, people are doing more work on the properties. 
And I guess we don't know how big this property is. Could yeah, be a big it, farm. It could be, uh, <laughs> could be pretty big. All right. Uh, Winnipeg police search a landfill for the missing remains of Rebecca Cantois. Uh, Winnipeg police service uh, responded at 200 block of Edison Avenue for a report of suspicious circumstances after human remains were located in the area on May 16th at approximately 5.25 a.m. Um, as a result of the investigation, police have identified the victim uh, as Rebecca Quanta, 24. Uh, the cause of death has not been released. Uh, Jeremy Anthony Michael Skabicki, uh, 35, was arrested on May 18th and has been charged with first-degree murder. Uh, Winnipeg police said in a May 19th press release that they have executed a search warrant on the accused residence located in the area. Uh, and also another potential scene has been identified at the Brady Road Resource Management Facility. Police also noted that due to the nature of the circumstances of this investigation, uh, homicide investigators have not ruled out the possibility of additional victims. Uh, WPS ground search and rescue team began a search on June 2nd at the Brady Road Resource Management Facility. Uh, soon after the discovery of her partial remains, uh, WPS officers had an area of the landfill secured where it was deemed possible her missing remains could be located. Winnipeg police announced that they recovered human remains on June 14th. Uh, the scene at Brady is currently being held pending an autopsy of the discovered remains. So yeah, that's kind of sad. Um, yep. Also, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess found at the, uh, yeah, at the landfill, so. Yeah, I didn't really understand like what they were getting at with the potential of other victims. Yeah, I don't, yeah, maybe. Yeah, uh, so I'm sure we'll, learn more about that yeah. eventually. Uh, do we know anything about Rebecca Contois or? No. Okay. No, but a man by the same name was, or same last name was also murdered, but. Oh, okay. The police have not answered our email. Okay, so. if they're related in that, okay. Yeah, okay. Redemption Bahola charged with second degree murder in relation to a pedestrian fa fatality in Prince Albert. On May 18th, Prince Albert police responded to an incident involving a vehicle and a pedestrian in the 800 block of 15th Street East at approximately 2 p.m. The victim, Alan Andres, 32, was transported to hospital by Parkland Ambulance in serious condition. Andres died of his injuries on May 26. And as a result of the investigation, investigators with the Criminal Investigation Division arrested Rajdeep Singh Behola and charged him with second-degree murder. Mr. Behola had originally been arrested for aggravated assault and assault with a weapon. So I guess the weapon is his it's vehicle. His vehicle, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's been, uh, it, there's always like a few vehicle homicides. Yeah, I feel like there, there's been more recently. Yeah. Makes you wonder too, how many, like, how many pedestrians, like there's obviously a fair number of pedestrian deaths across Canada and like, Obviously, we know some are like were uh, or homicides and that, but do you wonder if there yeah. maybe maybe there's a few that the people don't realize it's an actual homicide? Yeah, that, so. who knows? I know that our city has a lot of yeah. pedestrian <laughs> fatalities this year. Okay, uh, the next one: uh, BC RCMP uh, investigated the death of Wolf Ingo Rudolph Beyer in Vernon. Uh, RCMP were called to Six Mile Creek Road on Okanagan Indian Band land on May 29th at approximately 6.30 p.m. after witnesses discovered a body after an altercation with an unknown vehicle or unknown individual who was driving recklessly. Uh, police said the vehicle in question was stolen and police later located the vehicle at a Vernon business on May 30th, 2022. 
Uh, during the recovery of the vehicle, uh, a man associated with the Sosin vehicle was arrested. Uh, the investigation is ongoing to determine his involvement in this incident. Uh, the man currently remains in custody. Uh, the BC Coroner's Service is conducting a concurrent fact-finding investigation into the death. Uh, at this time, the victim's identity has not been confirmed. Uh, on June 2nd, RCMP uh, arrested Peter Michael Disentainer, 60, and charged him with the second-degree murder of Wolf Ingo Rudolph Beyer. Uh, police have not commented on if they were known to each other. Uh, Inspector Brent Novakowski said police are searching for Beyer's vehicle. Uh, investigators are working to determine the whereabouts of the truck from approximately 5 p.m. on May 29th until approximately 10.15 a.m. on May 30th. Uh, investigators say the truck is a 2000 white two-door one-ton Chevrolet flat deck pickup truck with large silver mirrors and distinctive muffler flaps with wolf on them. Uh, we got photos on the website. Uh, anyone who may have encountered the truck or have dash cam video of the vehicle between 5 p.m. on May 29th and 10.15 a.m. on May 30th is asked to call the SED uh, MCU information line at 1-877-987-8477. So, yeah, I guess another, uh, another I guess, vehicle homicide then? Or yeah, I'm yeah. not really sure. What, what exactly <laughs> I'm not happened. sure what okay. happened there. Okay. But they're saying it's a homicide, yeah. so. Ex-MMA fighter Eduardo Larenez was charged with second-degree murder after a Laval home invasion call leads to the discovery of a body. Laval police responded to a 911 report of a home invasion on May 24th at 1.55 a.m. According to reports, Eduardo Larenez, 42, and Gladys Rosanna Lopez, 50, told police they had just been robbed at their residence on Place de Comoran in St. Rose District and had taken refuge at a family member's home. Police arrived at their home to find a 17-year-old male badly beaten and stabbed who was pronounced deceased inside the home. Cirque de Capec said they have taken over the investigation and Lavelle police believe the homicide is tied to organized crime. As a result of the investigation, Eduardo, 41, was charged with second-degree murder and on May 25th, Gladys Lopez was charged with being an accomplice after the fact. So that one is kind of weird to me because, like, this is a big man, and if someone broke into your house, yeah, and you're gonna murder him and then run away and go hang out at your family's house, yeah, that seems to be kind of a strange one. So yeah, that is kind of weird. Okay, well, I guess we'll keep following along and trying to figure out what's yeah. going on in that. Okay, uh, now we're going to move on to some noteworthy arrests or discoveries that occurred in the month. Uh, a London man faces manslaughter uh, charges in relation to the 2020 or 2021 overdose death of Neil Stephen Harvey. Uh, police said Neil Stephen Harvey, 39, of Ilderman, was located in medical distress in a parking lot in London's South End on December 21st, 2021. Uh, Harvey's cause of death was an overdose of fentanyl. Uh, at the time of his death, Harvey was on leave from his paramedic job due to post-traumatic post stress disorder. Uh, investigators determined that Raid Ganim, 35, had sold Harvey the fentanyl and charged him with manslaughter on May 10th, 2022. So yeah, that's, I don't know, we've seen that in the past in that where like drug dealers for fentanyl and that have been charged with for yeah. homicide in that. So, or I guess manslaughter in this case in that. So yeah, that's always a strange thing just in the sense that, you know, there's obviously a, a lot of of overdose deaths and yeah if we charged every dealer for that that'd be like a lot of homicide so yeah i'm not really sure exactly what to say about that so 
Okay, there's been an update in the Six Nations woman's death that we talked about a few months ago. Um, two men have been charged in the suspicious death of Six Nations woman Ruth Ann Longboat. Toronto Police responded to a radio call for a suspicious incident in the Humber River of south of Dundas Street West area on March 8th at 10.06 a.m. Toronto Police announced on March 14th that the Ontario Provincial Police had taken over the investigation and Toronto Police Service would continue to provide assistance. And they had originally said it was the 16th homicide for Toronto of 2022, but that has since changed. On June 9th, OPP and Six Nations Police announced that Michael Joseph, 23 of Brantford, and Jaden Alaya, 23 of London, have been charged in relation to the homicide of Ruth Ann Longboat. Both men have been charged with first-degree murder and committing an indignity to a human body. So I'm wondering if that is in relation to her ending up in the river. So Maybe. yeah, like probably she died in some other city or, or yeah. Six Nations perhaps, and then there she and then they dumped her body in the Humber yeah. River in Toronto and that. So yeah, that's yeah, that's kind of a strange one in that. So okay, uh, all right, let's see here. Um, so, Carl Gerard, I, I'm not sure if that's how it's pronounced correctly, uh, I was sentenced to life in prison for the 2020 Quebec City double homicide sword attack. Um, uh, here's the backstory. Uh, Quebec City police responded to a report of a stabbing in the Parliament Hill area uh, near the Chateau Frontenac on Rue de Rempartsen at approximately 10.30 p.m. on October 31st, 2022, or so rather 2020. Uh, the suspect, Carl Gerard, 24, from St. Therese, Quebec, was dressed in medieval attire and armed with a Japanese katana-style sword. Uh, it injured five people and killed two people during the attack. Uh, the police identified the victims as Francois Duchesne, 56, and Suzanne Claremont as 61. Uh, police apprehended the suspect shortly before 1 a.m. near the old port. Uh, Doyen said he was transported to the hospital for an evaluation. Uh, police Chief Robert Pigeon said everything leads us to believe he chose his victims at random. Uh, Gerard was found guilty by a uh, jury on May 20th on two counts of first-degree murder and five counts of attempted murder for the sword attacks, which began in front of the Chateau Frontenac Hotel. Uh, according to CTV Montreal, Gerard admitted to committing the acts, but claimed he was not criminally responsible by way of a mental disorder. So, yeah, and I guess that's October 31st. That was Halloween and that. So I guess the thing about that is maybe in regular times, a regular day in that, then if you see a guy in medieval... Uh, gear yeah. with a katana, you you go, well, what's I'm gonna stay away yeah, from this. Yeah, this is weird, right? I'm gonna stick away, maybe stay away from this person, but on Halloween night and that, you figure that's probably just a costume and that. So yeah, I guess Halloween can actually be scary. Yeah. Uh, charges laid in the 2021 Hamilton homicide of Yao Black, uh, Yao Yao Yeah, that one seems probably tough to pronounce. <laughs> okay, um, so this man's name is spelt. Y-U-A-B-L-U-T-K-A-W. So we'll call him Mr. Ka for now. Okay, the backstory. Hamilton police responded to a report of a shooting at approximately 4.30 p.m. on September 24th on Cannon Street between Barnsdale Avenue North and Lawtridge Street. An adult male was located with vital signs absent. He was rushed to hospital where he was pronounced deceased. Hamilton police said 18-year-old Yao Blackclaw 
car of Hamilton was walking when a dark-colored four-door sedan approached him. Multiple shots were fired from the car, striking the victim. On Thursday, June 9, 2022, Hamilton police arrested three people in relation to the homicide of Ka. With the assistance of the Ottawa Police Service, search warrants were executed in both Hamilton and Ottawa areas. The accused, Najib Ahmad Noor, 27, of Hamilton, a 17-year-old male youth of Hamilton, and Abdaziz Ibrahim Omar, 20, of Hamilton, have all been charged with first-degree murder. So that's good that they caught yeah, him. That's, yeah, it's been a while. Ottawa, I guess. It's been a while, so I guess, yeah, like yeah. a 2021 homicide in, that, that's in September and that, that's good that they've managed to at least uh, make some arrests in that for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it seems like a pretty young young kid in that for, for, I don't know, almost seems like a hit. But uh, yeah, but we've seen a lot of that around lately. Uh, yeah, I guess one thing we maybe talk about right before the end, I guess there was an article in the Toronto Star that came out today about the uh, Honey and Barry Sherman murders and that. And I don't know, I'd suggest the viewers to, or listeners rather, uh, to check it out in that because it's got some, um, basically it's, the article's about um, how, um, Basically, I guess the police thought it was a murder-suicide, but pretty much everybody else who saw the scene initially yeah. thought that it was a homis double homicide and that. And they've got basically a um, like a good drawing of the murder scene because it's it's initially it was like it was pretty unclear in that because they said that both victims were like um, had like they were tied with belts to a railing in that. So yeah, it they said they were hanging at. The yeah, so it was it wasn't clear in that. Like you figured like. Um, Oh, what is this? But they've got some drawings and that to kind of make it clear that obviously, like, it pretty much had to be staged because there's no way you like the railings aren't like they were like three feet high or two and a half feet high and yeah, they were just safety railings. Yeah. So sitting up, it yeah. would almost be at your head. Yeah, like they'd be pretty hard to like hang yourself in that position. Yeah, so, uh, and even so, like in that article, they were talking about how um, uh, Barry had signs of being tied up, but yeah. there was no like he. he he wasn't using resistance bands yeah. at the gym or anything, but they didn't find anything that yeah. would show that he was tied up. So it's it's really kind of sad that the police were just like, meh. Yeah, for six weeks too, it seemed, yeah. before they kind of like switched over and that. So yeah, it seems it seems pretty odd. And I don't know, I, th I guess they s in the article they say, say that maybe it seemed that maybe they were killed in a different area and that and then yeah. dragged there and the, it was like the scene was staged in that so yeah they said there there were drag marks on the floor but uh, and it's a weird thing too because obviously if they if the the homes like the, the the perpetrators uh did um stage the scene it seems like they were kind of successful in the sense that the police like went yeah. for like six weeks going like oh it's a murder suicide by barry on honey and that so yeah, but even the way they were set up down there, it didn't seem like that would be possible. No, it's it seems pretty odd in that. So okay, yeah. so I suggest uh, yeah, yeah, suggest check it. it out. It's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, our website homicidecanada.com. Yeah, we try to have a post for every homicide, and then we have pages for all the provinces and the major municipalities. Um, yeah, and so our email info at homicidecanada.com. So if you missed a murder, uh, let us know, uh, or if there's anything else you want to say. Uh, our Twitter is homicide underscore Canada. Uh, our DMs are always open. And then, yeah, you can search us on Facebook or Instagram with Homicide Canada, and we should come up. So, yeah, that's been the episode for checking out the May murders. Uh, I think we're coming back pretty soon with the, uh, well, it'll probably be for a bit for the uh, June murders. But, yeah, who knows what we've got cooking. But, uh, yeah, we'll keep working. So, see you later.